This episode of Behind the Bots is brought to you by Fingertech Robotics, North America's top manufacturer of combat robotics parts. If you're interested in building your first combat robot, check out Fingertech's Viper Kit, which includes everything you need to build a fully functional, competitive ant weight. Fingertech also carries a complete line of wheels, hubs, motors, and other components if you want to build a bot from the ground up. Check them out online at www.fingertechrobotics.com. From our bathrooms, as we practice social distancing, this is Behind the Bots, the podcast that brings you the stories of the builders behind BattleBots. I'm Chris. I'm Luke. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Kyle. And today on the podcast, our interview with Nelly the Elliebot Captain, Sarah Malian. We'll wrap up the show with this week's installment of Robots Around the World. If you like our show, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn, CastBox, Player FM, and Podbean. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Behind the Bots. And if you like what you hear, tell a friend. We really appreciate all of your support. Time for this week's Combat Robotics News. I have eight news items for you today. First up, filming of the 2020 season of BattleBots wraps up this week on Thursday as we crown a new winner of this year's Giant Nut. So far, we've heard a lot of excitement from the builders and judges. Lisa Winter posted a photo of a dented Lexan wall on the battle box, writing, quote, we had another tremendous hit today, causing a golf ball size indent. I think the robots are a lot more powerful this year. BattleBots posted an Instagram photo of a shattered camera with the caption, thanks, Ray, dot, dot, dot. It's widely expected that the latest season of the show will premiere on the Discovery Channel before the end of the year. Kyle, I would love to get your, your take on all of the hype that's coming out of the pits, um, both from Builders and from the BattleBots organization itself. It seems like the robots are more powerful this year and that a lot of Builders took that extra time to, uh, to bring a more refined machine to, uh, to the competition. I mean, either the bots are more powerful or pieces fly off of them at a much higher rate. <laughs> I, that. I think that's true. Um, no, uh, I think BattleBots is doing a great job of like hyping up the season. Honestly, best job they've done yet. Um, I want to know what happened to that camera, and I cannot wait to see that footage. Um, we know that... Um, the VCR robotics team, the Vegas combat robotics team destroyed the sidewall to the test box. Right. Uh, I want to see all that footage and I want to see the behind, backstage commentary on it. I think that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, yeah, they're doing a great job. Now I know a lot of the concern going into this season because, you know, so many builders and teams aren't able to compete. Um, you know, Paul and, and bite force are not going to be there. Some, some names that we were all really hoping to see aren't going to be there. Uh, a lot of folks were worried that this was going to be like a bubble championship or an asterisk championship, right? That was, that's been the commentary online. Uh, what I've been hearing from everybody that's at the show um, who are, you know, doing their wonderful job of keeping secrets, but what they are all basically saying is we're really surprised. These fights are amazing. Like they, there's some really destructive action. There's explosions, there's fires. Like 
it's some of the best TV that BattleBots has had yet. And we're really surprised ourselves. I think a lot of the builders weren't expecting it to be as good as it is. So um, all reports, you know, the backstage rumors are that uh, the season's going to be awesome. And I'm really excited about it. Yeah, I, I've heard similar things. And um, I, I've actually heard from a couple builders who said that they, 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 they are enjoying this audience-less format better than they thought because the audience adds extra time. Um, now they're able to, you know, film uninterrupted. Uh, they're able to film uh, for longer sessions. And um, it's, it's special that they're producing a championship that fewer than 500 people know the outcome to. Um, and it's really, I, I think, going to create a special season where every single week the fans are going to be surprised. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think this is going to be a really amazing season, um, and I couldn't be happier about it. I, I was skeptical. I know I expressed that to you guys, but um, I'm now very hopeful, and this is going to be a great season. On Arbor TV, biggest reveal of the season. This week, we got our first complete look at the 500-pound walker version of Chomp. The team posted videos of themselves riding on top of Chomp, which has six legs and is about the size of the kitchen table. The legs are protected by an octagonal metal hoop. On top, a devastatingly powerful AI-guided hammer mounted on a turret that the team says is capable of hitting five times harder than the earlier wheeled version of Chomp. Chris, I know that we were uh, excitedly sending text messages back and forth as we got reveals of different parts of the bot this week. I am really curious how you, uh, you know, your your take on uh, on the full reveal. I'm I'm really glad that they that they captured some of that. Uh, test footage in 120 frames per second. Otherwise, we might not have been able to see it travel across the floor in just a blur. Uh, <laughs> no, but yeah, it, yeah, it's it's big, it's slow, it's intricate, it's it looks like it's a just a like a quagmire of things that could potentially cause them like you know uh, uh, you know. A lot of a lot of blood, sweat, and tears on the operating table post combat, but you know, I, I I definitely could see how, you know, with the perimeter um, armor that they have around the legs, that it could be uh, pretty substantial against a horizontal spinner. But as far as how it can really stack up against a uh, a vertical spinner, that's yet for you know us to really see, and I don't think that we'll get. We can only speculate until they have, uh, you know, some some match footage. Um, but I am very excited to see that that uh, the pneumatic uh, hammer in action and and how the uh, how the AI lends itself to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't look delicate to me, but it does look complicated. Uh, the the inside of that bot looks so intricate. It is clear that so much engineering went into it, and I. I I think I'm probably most hyped about seeing Chomp. Um, I, I really, really, really want to see it in action. Mm. I have uh, I have some thoughts. I think that we saw footage of them sitting on top of it. Um, mind you, a pregnant lady and uh, a guy who cares very much so about his works workspace that he's using to you know build the robot. Um, so they were not going full speed with that thing. It was not skittering across the floor like I'm sure we will see in the test box. I doubt that was top speed. 
Um, yeah, actually, she said in the comments, because um, I saw someone ask if that was as fast as it can go, and Zoe did say that it can go faster, um, that that wasn't its full speed. I'm positive that's not the full speed. I, I would not want that thing going full speed in my workshop. I get um, it going twice as fast, but can you... It would almost be creepy if it moved five times faster than that. Yes, it would be very creepy <laughs> if it moved five <laughs> times faster. And one thing I did notice is those same mounts that they use for the um, for the skirt, which I love calling it a skirt, um, are also on the front of the turret. And there was nothing attached to those mounts. Oh, interesting. So that might be, I, I don't know, This is we're wildly speculating, right? That uh, might be wedge mounts. That might be like where they put a big plow on the, like where th that will attach to the front edge of that turret that, you know, spins all the way around that hoop. So every time they're facing their opponent, they've got a big old wedge up there. Who knows? That's interesting. Huh? Yeah. I, I, I think it's clear that we still haven't seen the full, full bot, you know, like it's top armor isn't on. Uh, we haven't seen a full weapons test, at least as of uh, this recording Tuesday night. Um, and uh, highly anticipated to, to see the rest of it. Yeah, I'm really super excited. Yeah, we all are. Speaking of hammers, we would be remiss if we didn't talk at least a little about Rusty. This week, the builder behind this surprise rookie heavyweight posted video of his anthropomorphic Iron Giant-esque robot, which is very long and very weird, with two glowing eyes, a metal helmet, tank treads, and an air-powered hammer essentially a jackhammer powered by air. Rusty has quickly become the meme bot of the season, with meme queen Sarah Mollian even writing a song about Rusty, which she'll debut on this show a little later in the hour. Lindsay, uh, I'd love to get your thoughts on, uh, on this Iron Giant uh, Rusty. The moment that I looked upon its glowing yellow eyes, and it looked down into my soul. I knew that I was in love and I knew that uh, my life would never be the same. Uh, Rusty is truly one of a kind. Um, it, uh, it, it really reminds me of like the bots that we would see uh, down in Robot Ruckus or even the ones in, in Motorama, like something that's just so scrappy, that's so like, you know, weird and just doing whatever the heck you feel like doing um, and making it become a reality. Like I, I so, I so love that. Um, and I, you know what, sue me, but I think that there should be a little more of that in, in, uh, in battle bots. There are so many destructive robots that it's, it's like refreshing to see something that someone made out of, you know, I don't want to assume anything, but something that looks like it was made out of, you know, spare parts in someone's garage. Like to have mm. a, a couple of bots peppered through the competition here and there that uh that are from that. Like it's just fun. I'm I'm gonna be sad when and uh, if it, it it does get you know butchered by some high powered spinners, but um it'll it'll have left its mark on all of us in the meantime. I feel like the uh, the the common refrain in in Rusty Threads this week has been uh, protect him, <laughs> you know, protect him at all costs. Oh yeah, uh, I will I will defend Rusty with my life. And I think like you know you look at it and it, it is so delightful. It like brings so much joy. Um, 
I, I think I think Chris, like now now is now is the time for us to say that we will not have a mystery builder on next week. Who who will we be interviewing on this show next week, Chris? We'll be having on David Eaton. Yes. Uh, and who who is David Eaton, Chris? David Eaton is the one that birthed Rusty. <laughs> <laughs> We've got Rusty on next week. Now, Chris, tell us how how did you uh, how how you get to David, uh, and and what what was what was the ordo- uh, the ordeal like? Uh, well, I uh, used features on uh, in a Google search, including um, uh, parentheses and and quotation marks, to create a search formula that led me to a. Uh, a thread actually on a on a Chomp Facebook uh, 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 posting, and he was asking some questions uh, in particular about the, um, the the legs of the walker, and you know how many David Eatons could there be in the bot community? So I sent him a message, and I, there I am. I'm talking to a photo of a dog, and uh, you know <laughs> don't he, give away his secret. <laughs> Um, so I, I understand he's got like a really locked down Facebook profile, uh, hard to find. Yep. Um, but, uh, but yeah, we, we did successfully, uh, book him for the show. So congratulations for that, Chris. I'm, uh, I'm very excited about talking to David next week. Go Rusty. Speaking of rookie bots this week, we got our first full look at Adam 94, a new vertical spinner from Canada's AutoVolts Robotics. Adam 94 is pretty wide with two large protected wheels that suggest the bot may be able to drive inverted. One area of concern are what appear to be four exposed weapons belts, a large juicy target for the competition's many hammer bots. Rounding out our segment on rookies, I wanna talk briefly about New York City-based Pain Train, which posted glamor shots of their bot this week that, at least to me, made the bot look a little like the Millennium Falcon. The team is being captained by Evan Arias of Team Shreddit, who competes on the East Coast with the very successful Beetleweight Shreddit Bro. The team is channeling a biker gang aesthetic with Pain Train with cut-off denim jackets covered in patches. I love that. Copperhead teammate Robert Cowan this week posted a detailed video breakdown of 2020 Copperhead, which looks aesthetically similar to 2019 Copperhead with some key differences. First, the bot will again feature a 50-pound drum machined out of S7 tool steel with an upgraded weapon shaft and new protected weapons belt system capable of a four-second spin-up time about twice as fast as its rookie season. A big change this year is that the team's designed space under the robot to mount N52 magnets capable of pulling 200 to 300 pounds of downforce, keeping Copperhead planted during big hits. I prefer N64 magnets. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I hear those are very popular with the kids from the 90s. Yeah, definitely. A half dozen robots posted weapons test videos this week, notably Endgame, Extinguisher, Ghost Raptor, Hijinks, Sharko, and Slamo. Highly recommend checking out those videos. And finally, I want to close out with a fun video from the team behind Ghost Raptor, which found time to build an autonomous turret-mounted Nerf gun capable of recognizing friend from foe and automatically peppering enemies with Nerf pellets. Ghost Raptor says it's always testing new weapons ideas, suggesting we might see another projectile bot in the arena in the future. It's nerf or nothing. And that's it for this week's news. After the break, our interview with Nelly the Ellibot Captain Sarah Molly. 
This week on the podcast, we have a very special guest, Nellie the Elliebot Captain, Sarah Mollian. Like virtually every other British bot builder, Sarah is sitting out the 2020 season of BattleBots, but plans to return to season six with a new and improved Nellie. We're really looking forward to catching up with her in the hour ahead and possibly maybe hearing her ode to the adorable rookie hammerbot that we all already know and love, Rusty. So welcome to the show, Sarah. Hey, good to be back. Welcome back. Uh, we got dozens and dozens of questions from all of Nellie's adoring fans. Um, so we're mostly going to turn the show over to them uh, and ask as many fan questions as we can. But, you know, first, let's uh, let's kind of catch up. How's how's life going during COVID? How are how are things? Uh, co- COVID has unfortunately uh, taken a firm grasp of my life, uh, not in the sense that I've caught it, uh, and thankfully nobody close to me has caught it either, but uh, I am unemployed because of COVID now, uh, th- there's no robot events uh, because of COVID, and yeah, it's, it's not going as swimmingly as I'd like it to, Who's <laughs> putting it politely. But um, but there we go. I'm still here. I'm still hanging on. And the new season of BattleBots is being filmed. So there's that. We, uh, we've got this to look forward to. Yeah, there, there's that. I mean, that it's it's hard when like two of the things that you need and love in, in the world are, are taken away. So it sounds like uh, despite all that, you are, uh, you know, adjusting remarkably well. So yeah. Um, Good, good to at least hear you seem to be in good spirits. Um, what was the decision like to set out the 2020 season of BattleBots? Were you were you thinking about ways to make it, or is it just uh, everything's um, on fire, and not going to happen? Um, I think round about the summer, it got to the point where it was just a no brainer for us because um, logistically it was impossible with the dates that were being proposed initially neither myself nor James could get childcare for our kids so it was just a non-starter from that perspective and also there was the two weeks quarantine each side of filming so we would have needed uh something like six weeks off work in total and that's just not viable either so it was very regrettable that we had to make the decision, but everything was against us. It just wasn't possible. So it was it was a quick decision. But um, but yeah, unfortunately, we just we just had to make it. And to be honest, I think pretty much all of the other international teams suffered the same. Six weeks is too much time off work and rearranging commitments at such short notice was just not possible, unfortunately. So, uh, yeah, regrettable, but unfortunately had to be done. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. I mean, it's almost shocking to, to think that Beta was able to do it because it is such a huge time commitment and, uh, and, and huge just sacrifice all uh, together to be able to make it. Um, but it's uh, definitely no surprise that, that most of the teams, you know, just can't, just can't make it happen. Um, have you, have you been taking to making sourdough or any other, um, you know, classic uh, quarantine hobby? Um, 
I got a five star island on Animal Crossing at one point. Um, oh. <laughs> I was really proud of that. Got my little lily of the valley and everything. Wow. <laughs> I'm, I'm stuck at three stars. So now, uh, send help. Now, for those out there that are listening, can you explain what Animal Crossing is? <laughs> um, cute Minecraft. <laughs> how I can describe it. Um, it's 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 this lovely little game where I can pretend that I'm a homeowner, and um, oh, it's lovely. It's it's kept me sane during quarantine, uh, with the exception of my eight year old son constantly asking me to give him all my craft materials. Um, <laughs> like no you do the work <laughs> i earn <laughs> materials <laughs> um no oh, honestly it, it's kept me sane um planning nelly upgrades has kept me slightly sane um jump posting's been doing some watch parties that's been pretty cool and uh i'm, I'm just winging it through life to be honest at this point uh are aren't we all <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, so let's, uh, let's get into questions about the 2020 season. Uh, so Sarah, you know, not only are you a BattleBots builder, a BattleBots captain, but you are also a BattleBots fan. So as a fan, who, who in this field of competitors looks good to you? Looks good. Oh, uh, you see, looks good and looks good for the nut are two different things. Um, if I had to place money on who I would think would take the nut this season, I think I'd have to give it to Witch Doctor. That's my sensible entry. Um, of course, we all know Rusty's going to take the nut, unquestionably. Uh, <laughs> what's looking good? Oh, there's oh, there's so much stuff that's looking good this year. Chomp is just looking legendary. Uh, Hijinks is fabulous. Uh, Scorpios is looking very nice. Uh, really like the upgrades to Scorpios. And it'd be interesting to see uh, with Orion not on the team now, because, of course, Orion has joined Hijinks. Um, right. It's uh, Zach and Diana at the helm. So it'd be interesting to see. Um, we've got Tyler from BuggleBots, Doom Kid. He's, uh, he's up with uh, Perfect Phoenix. I am super excited to see how he gets on because um i mean you know that he sort of dominates in the smaller weight classes but uh battlebots is you know it, it's it's the big stage and there are some absolutely class drivers in the battlebots field i mean you've got people like matty vasquez will bales jameson go um and so he he is not going to, I think, stomp the competition like he did at BuggleBots, for example. But all I'd give anything to see him go up against uh, one of those drivers like, like JMO or Zach Light or, or uh, you know, anyone like that, any one of the, you know, really notable drivers. That would be uh, that's going to be a spectacle, I think. Yeah, I think uh, just watching his storyline unfold is going to be one of the things I, I'm most looking forward to in this season. I uh, I just, you know, he was such an incredible driver on BuggleBots. I can't wait to see how that translates. Um, 
and I'm just so excited for him. I don't know him, but I'm just so excited for him. What a, what a thrill to uh, to do at his age and to like go back to school and, and tell all of his classmates that like <laughs> he just uh, competed against Tombstone or whatever. So um, yeah, that's that's awesome. So uh, kind of in that vein, are there any rookies that you've fallen in love with? Uh, possibly ones with uh, little rusty faces and hammers or uh, walkers with giant AI guided hammers or uh, just other hammers. You have to be more specific. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Could could you be a bit more specific then? Okay. Um, But yeah, I mean, Chomp is just looking insane. I mean, uh, we've we've all watched the walking video, right? Oh yeah. Right. I mean, just, just wow i am not an engineer builder like zoe i i am a hobbyist builder right and and i i don't get quite so excited for machinery like that in the way that some builders do however on looking at that i'm like hubba hubba <laughs> it's just wow seriously it just it it, it boggles my non-engineer mind it it really does i (laughs) it's gorgeous it's it's like a work of art it's just it's stunning and uh, you know i i uh also am am not an engineer and i i don't come from that mindset so just like looking at it it looks like the most complex puzzle that i could dedicate my life to trying to solve and probably would never be able to do it it's just it, it it's magnificent it, it is and what also boggles my mind is how quickly they have thrown that together just and it's, and, it's an achievement in itself it really is and, and, and this, like, i'm gonna get so cross at chomp haters this year i honestly i'm gonna get mad because I, I i don't care that you don't think it's competitive just so what Christ, look at it. It's it's a feat of engineering. And I say that as a non-engineer who doesn't get excited for feats of engineering, right? Seriously. Like just just get away with it with the hate. It's just, it's fabulous. It it's almost sad to me that people can see this like true feat of just of 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 engineering and look at it and be like, well, it's not gonna destroy things, so what's the use? Like, it's, like, sad that that is the only way in which they see um, BattleBots and the only way in which they see, you know, just this this like, competition. It's oh, yeah. There's so much more than just, like, is it going to leave another bot in pieces on the floor? I, 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 it's just, it's sad that they can't appreciate beyond that. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a sad testament to their own inadequacy, really, isn't it? <laughs> so uh in addition to the engineering feat that is chomp uh are there any other you know rusty rusty hammers out there that uh have caught your eye um oh well i don't know blacksmith's not in this season um (laughs) uh sorry al um well i mean well rusty my goodness me um i don't know where to begin with rusty i'm 
I had no fear of missing out of of BattleBots because of you know the, the length of time needed in quarantine and all the rest of it. I I didn't really have a sense of a fear of missing out with this season until I saw Rusty. And um I I am torn, nay, conflicted <laughs> over wanting to hug it and bonk the crap out of it. It's like <laughs> I, I mean, I have experience with getting hit in the face, right? So so I want to hit that thing in the face. But also, I don't want to hit it in the face. But but I but I do. But I don't. But I want to hug it. But I, you get the idea. I think the medical term is cute rage. Oh my god, that's I love that cuteness rage. Wow, <laughs> it's like when you see a a really cute like puppy and you just want to smother it with love. I like when Pikachu gets mad. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Okay, yeah, cute rage. Okay, no, I like I'll, I'll add this to my vocabulary. <laughs> uh yeah i think rusty um took us all by storm it stole our hearts uh and i i've never been more excited to see a bot i, I don't know i'm so yeah. i'm just so taken do you know what it's stolen from me my procrastination time because <laughs> i wrote a song about rusty what i um <sighs> oh dear I, I've written an ode to Rusty. It's an peak ode to Rusty. It, it it's an ode to Rusty. So so I'm sorry, listeners. I'm going to inflict this on you. And um and the behind the bots hosts can add percussion once they've picked up the rhythm. I'm sure they'll enjoy doing that. Um, <laughs> so 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 here we go, ladies and gentle bots. Here here is the ode to Rusty. <laughs> Well, I'm bored and going crazy at the lack of robot fun. Nelly's stuck in Britain and she ain't the only one. I wonder if Kenny and Chris Rose are still alive. I'd love to hear Farouk shout that it's robot fighting time. With nowhere to fight bots, I thought my mind would fall apart. But then I glimpsed at Rusty and be still my beating heart. It's like steampunk had a love child with a minion and a tank. And it's got a bonking drill to give the other bots a spank. Oh, it's Rusty. Oh, yes, it's Rusty. Its paint job might make you think that it's crusty. But its drill is very mighty. And we can't wait till it's fighting because we love it here in Blighty. Oh, it's Rusty. Oh, it's Rusty. We do love Rusty. And I'll hurt you if you speak of it unjustly. This bot has my heart beating. Its aesthetic is most pleasing. And Britain will be screaming, come on, Rusty. Yay! That was the biggest I've smiled in all of 2020. <laughs> you don't suffer from insanity. I enjoy it. <laughs> right? Oh dear. Wow. Um, so, that was so incredible. My you are a songwriter. <laughs> I I'm not going to quit my day job if I had one. Um, <laughs> oh dear. So, so this is what I've been doing with my unemployment time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm honestly, I'm left speechless. I don't even know what to say other than uh, equal to the feat of engineering that Chomp is. That was a, a feat of just musicality. So, <laughs> uh, thank you for sharing that with us and, and with the world. Can you put some like percussion to it in the post edit? I tried. I I, I, uh, I hit a bread knife against a dog dish. <laughs> <laughs> that was the best I could do. <laughs> Don't have the 
full podcast studio available uh, in the kitchen, <laughs> but we can improvise. Wicked. Amazing. Wow. Well, Rusty, we uh, we all love you. We cannot wait. And hopefully, fingers crossed, we will have David Eaton on the podcast very soon. Uh, so let us jump right now into listener questions. And let's start with a question from TJ Wilson, who asks, Sarah, who was your biggest inspiration to become a robot designer? Undoubtedly, Rex Garrod from Robot Wars. Um. It's, it's, I think it's quite well known about me uh, because um, ju just before uh, season four was filmed, uh, Rex Garrett uh, very sadly passed away um, and I did a small uh, tribute to him at BattleBots filming, which they posted. Um, I'm also the nutter that has a Cassius tattoo on their leg. Wow. Um, because um it was it was a cover-up actually i had a very small tattoo just on my ankle that unfortunately was a bad memory and so i decided i was going to cover it up with a good memory and robot wars was a good memory from my childhood and cassius in particular was a very good memory from my childhood so I, that, that's why um so yeah i mean i just i loved him he was he was great on camera he was a great sportsman as well and he was to me, just so innovative and just blew my mind. So yeah, so for me, undoubtedly, uh, Rex Garrett from Robot Wars. I love that. Uh, so your friend, your enemy, blacksmith captain Al Kindle wants to know, with the historical lack of success for hammers, why did you choose to build one? Because I wanted to upstage Al Kindle, of course. <laughs> I mean, and, and if you get an upstage Al Kindle, the way to do it is have a purple elephant, of course. <laughs> I thought I mean, this through. <laughs> it makes sense to me. Definitely checks out. I mean, you can't do bonk with a spinner. Come on. <laughs> uh, we have another about hammers from Chomp Captain Zoe Stevenson, the Queen, who asks... How does your weight break down between the three main components of being a battle bot? Drive, armor, and hammer. Or maybe drive, armor, hammer, and connecting bits? I'm always interested in how other non-spinners pick the right trade-off. Um, do you know, I really like this question because I, I, I think it highlights the difference between Zoe and I as the different types of builders that we are. Um, because as I said earlier, Zoe is an engineer builder and I am a hobbyist builder. And so questions like this never occur to me, <laughs> right? Um, so I sent James to delve into the CAD to find out this information. Um, so on Nelly, according to the CAD, because we haven't weighed the sections individually, um, the drive is coming in at the least heaviest um, and by a quite significant margin, it's only coming in at just over eight kilograms. Um, the weapon and armor, there's really not a lot in it between them. There's, there's literally, there's about five kilograms between them. The weapon comes in second at just over uh, 47 kilograms and the armor is coming in at about 51, 52 kilograms. So 
yeah, there's really not a lot in it. The the bulk of the weight is between the weapon and the armor, and there is almost nothing in the drive. So Team Wee Wee Captain Philippe Voye asks, can you give us more technical info on what powers Nelly? We've seen the external overhaul, but the internal upgrades haven't really been talked about. Kiss, kiss, gay. Okay, so uh, Nelly has two separate electrical systems for drive and weapon. Uh, drive is currently two 4S batteries in series for 8S, uh, with two short mag motors and gearboxes controlled with two rage bridges. Uh, the weapon is six 4S batteries arranged to give us 12S, a really big contactor, and a monster LEM 200, which, when it is not sitting inside a purple bonking elephant, is normally a powerboat motor. Um, uh, previously, we had used a featherweight controller that had been modified to drive the contactor, but that required a separate battery and receiver. So this, of course, requires more wiring and more things flopping about which need securing. And it also meant that we only had one speed setting in both directions on the hammer. And we thought we should probably do something about that. So a rather important upgrade that we are bringing in for next season is what we call the bonk switch. <laughs> Who'd like to know what the bonk switch is? <laughs> Okay, so uh, the Bonk Switch uh, is a custom PCBA designed and assembled by our teammate Rob Kopinski and consists of some high-power, low-side MOSFET switches to rapidly actuate the contactor. These switches are current-controlled to optimally drive the contactor to ensure the lowest quiescent current while still maintaining rapid response. It is controlled by a CH552 microcontroller with an MCS51 compatible core and is fully reprogrammable in C with C++ extensions over USB-C. It draws the power directly from the weapon power system, requires no external regulation, and is controlled by a built-in First Guy FM Plus receiver. And if nerdy electrical jargon is your thing, I hope you are suitably hot and flustered. <coughs> but if you're <laughs> like me and you like the English version, uh, that means it's a fancy circuit board that means we can control the speed of the hammer in both directions and we have fewer wires to argue with. I love it. I was going to say, dang girl, I don't know what any of that means, but I'm impressed. So uh, I appreciated the second version. <laughs> that, that made a little bit more sense to me. Um, so we, we had a related question from Chase and Enguist, uh, who wanted to know um, about the upgrades that Nelly had uh, planned for, for the next season. But I think he just about answered all of them. So there oh, you go. No, no, no. Oh, no, no, no. We have some more. I have Ooh. more for you. There's more. Um, yes, I mean, all, all the extra time that we've got now has allowed us to sort of test out the design and iron out the kinks. And we've, we've, we've found a few. <laughs> so um, uh, firstly, with the tail, uh, we found quite a few issues with this during testing, uh, mainly that it's poorly designed and not doing its job properly. Um, so, you know, Nelly kind of needs a tail because otherwise, as you've seen, she backflips every time we fire the hammer. Uh, so so the, the, the tail is quite important. So we're working on uh, strengthening and improving the, uh, the tail. Stronger steel here, fewer holes there. You get the idea. And um, we're also not happy with the layout or accessibility of the batteries. So we are currently, get it? 
<laughs> figuring out uh, a little jiggle around inside, uh, sort of improving the usability of the battery boxes and how the batteries are connected to the weapon system. Uh, but we're, sort of, we're, we're still figuring that one out at the moment. So that's a that's a watch this space upgrade. But, uh, but yeah, there we go. And that's uh, all, all the Nelly shindigs for you. Some shocking information in there. <gasps> Why are we doing that? I'm surprised there's not more buzz. <laughs> You're fully charged with puns, aren't you? Mm. All right, I have a question here for Richard Sum, who wants to know a little bit more about hammers. Can you give some insights on the hammerhead shape you have? I also remember you guys talking about a peanut-shaped attachment. Are there any other attachments that you guys might create for the next season? And if so, how much does memeability factor into the design? Um, it is absolutely the primary focus of my design. Um, <laughs> um, so, yes, the, the peanut hammer does exist. And the, the reason for that is in two parts. One was because it sort of went with the circus theme and the elephant theme. So it was kind of like that. But it also was the attachment that we were going to use exclusively if we had fought Mammoth. Um, because my strategy, if you can call it that, for Mammoth um, was to yank it over on its side. And the peanut attachment was long enough, I hoped, to achieve that. If we'd used the mace, um, we could have gotten the uh, sort of scaffolding type armor on the side, but wouldn't have been long enough to really sort of grip onto it and pull it over onto its side. But the peanut was considerably longer, and so we thought it would achieve that. So, so the peanut was designed exclusively um, to fight mammoth, and then we were sad because we never fought mammoth. Um, the mace um, was a very last-minute design on my account. Um, we sort of initially gone with a traditional axe head kind of thing, um, similar to what um, the very first featherweight Nelly had. Um, but I kind of kept looking at it and thinking, mm, I'm, I'm not really sold on it. And um, I honestly can't remember what made me think of it. But I, I think I was I was reading some medieval book at the time. And I remember one of the weapons they were using in it was a morning star. And I, I think it was reading that that slightly inspired it becoming a, a spiked mace. Um, but yeah, it just it just it just happened because. I, I didn't like the axe, so we ended up with a mace. Um, future plans. Uh, well, I fully intend to put the giant nut that I win on the end of the hammer. Um, and that'll be for the fight with Rusty, incidentally. Um, <laughs> um, and also, <clears throat> I am going to steal one of Mad Catter's paws and have that as a hammer attachment because I haven't forgotten that Mr. Mason called my robot Nelly the smelly bot on your show behind the bots. Whoa. So I'm, I'm going to steal one of that guy's paws and I'm going to put it on the end of my hammer and I'm going to smash it. <laughs> uh, what happens on past episodes is irrelevant. Oh, oh, you went there. <laughs> Ouch. B is for BattleBots illustrator Caleb Kenson asks, how many 
Oh, wow. So, all right, here we go. How many memes could a meme queen meme if a meme queen could meme memes? You're welcome. My answer to your question, Caleb, is yes. <laughs> That's, that is that is the I think the perfect response. So interesting question about memes from from Jesse Mallon who asks, did your meme empire grow around your love of bots, or did you did your bot empire grow around your love of memes? Um. Oh. Both really. Um. So the group was started by. Uh, my Bogglebox co-presenter Bob Horton um, and I loved memes but I, I sort of I, I didn't really know what um, s-word posting groups were um, <laughs> that, that was a that was a new thing to me I'm conscious of your family friendly show okay um, <laughs> and and so so the shunt posting was my initiation in, into uh, said groups and it also coincidentally happened to come at a really crappy time of my life and it cheered me up to no end and it was because of um shunt posting that we have things like bugglebots because um bob and ben and i uh all met through shunt posting and uh yeah so it's it, yeah it's kind of a bit of both really because i sort of I, I bring my love of memes to bots and i bring my love of bots to memes really and um shunt posting has resulted in me doing more bot things because it's um you know like i said it, it ben and bob and i met through shunt posting so buggle bots became a thing because of it and let's be honest we're fairly sure i ended up on battle bots because of shunt posting because nelly gained a cult following on it um and uh so yeah it's it's yeah it's both really i guess mm -hmm. tom brisborne asks who would you love to pitch nelly against in the battle box when you next get the chance for fun you could include any robot wars competitor if you so wish hmm rusty See, I was thinking that you and Rusty would be in the final <laughs> match. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. No, no, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Rusty and I are obviously uh, the, the final. Um, ooh, ooh, ooh. Oh, there's there's so many to choose from and for so many different reasons. Um, I, 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 I want to fight Chomp because fight your heroes. And I want to fight Blacksmith because bonk. And <laughs> I, oh, oh, wait, wait, wait. A tag team between the UK and the US, right? So so Nelly and Boltergeist versus Chomp and Blacksmith. Because wow. I can't fight Blacksmith just solo because I'll win it because it will go to the judges and we all know Al Kindle never wins a judge's decision. Oh. So oh. I can't fight Blacksmith solo for it to be fair. Um, so, so it's got to be a tag team. So, so, so Nelly and Boltergeist versus Chomp and Blacksmith. Across U.S. versus U.K. bonk off. Across Atlantic bonk off. Yes. <laughs> Michael Mandrin asks, favorite fight you've had so far, whether with Nelly or with another bot? Ooh, my favorite, my favorite BattleBots fight has got to be Deep Six, hands down. Um, my favorite non-BattleBots fight would have to be, uh, was my Beetleway Wedgebot Puns and Roses 
at the 2019 Beetleweight European Championships where I fought all three of the podium winners in my standard fights. And of those, my favorite was Wayu. Um, Wayu was on form and that was just such a good fight. I, I thoroughly enjoyed that fight. And um, I lost that fight the British way. Anyone want to take a wild guess? <laughs> go on, go on, go on. Sipping on tea? No. No, no, no. The, the British bot way to lose. <laughs> what, uh, what, what do Brits have as safety mechanisms that you oh, don't? Links. I lost my gosh darn link. <laughs> oh, so not no. my favorite fight on that count. But 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 that aside, <laughs> my fight with Wayu is uh is is hands down my favorite fight ever. I think it was it was so much fun and it was so intense. I don't think I've ever been more focused on a bot fight than I was on that fight. Would the theme music for Puns and Roses be "Welcome to the Buggle"? No, oh, welcome to the Rumble. Oh, amateur god. <laughs> <laughs> Also, sweet bot of mine. <laughs> uh, Adam Matthew Peckett asks, apart from Nelly, who's the best animal-themed robot? Oh, that's so hard. Okay, I'm going to pick one from each show. Uh, BattleBots, it's going to have to be Kraken. I don't think Rusty counts as an animal, so it's not fair to count Rusty in this one. Rusty um, is his own animal. Um, from Bugglebots, hands down, Sharks are Trakian, but with an honourable mention to Good Boy. And um, Robot Wars, if dinosaurs count as animals, Matilda. Alex Valentine asks, what's Nelly's secret to keeping such a good complexion regardless of all the fighting and shunt posting she does? Taking spinners to the face. <laughs> Thoroughly recommend it. It's also much cheaper than Ole. The, the, <laughs> the follow-up question to that for that is also if she wasn't a robot fighting queen of meme what would nelly consider for a career um she would consider opening her own china shop <laughs> that's interesting i would have said that she would have been uh breaking the glass ceiling she could but i didn't think of that <laughs> Graham Grizz Glover asks, uh, first, will Nelly be your one and only, or will one day we see a zoo of robots coming from your household? And secondly, does Nelly listen to the who while she, gearing she up for fight? <laughs> oh, oh, she does. The who should be on everybody's build playlist. Um, so any metalheads among your listeners will will understand what I'm talking about here. And I, I hope one of you is a metaler that one of you will get this right. But there are certain metal songs that give you a sense of, I want to say invigoration, but that almost kind of doesn't quite do it justice. It's that feeling you get when that song makes you worry that you might get a speeding ticket or makes you stir your cooking more violently or, or, makes you 
walk with a more purposeful stride or just random compulsions to mosh. Do you know what I mean? It's just the certain metal songs just oh, they, they they invigorate you. Now, and the Who definitely do this to me. Now, this is not the Who as in uh, who are you? Not not that Who. We're talking about the Mongolian throat singing metal band, the Who. Yes, you heard that right. Um, I, I implore any metalheads among your listeners to, to go and listen to this band because you will come away feeling like you have met Genghis Khan. And in the interests of a healthy and balanced builder playlist, the, the Who should be added because if you can face off Genghis Khan, you can do anything. So, um, I thought this through. <laughs> um, what was his question about uh, ne uh, Nelly? Oh, zoo, zoo. Would I have a cluster of zoo animal robots? Um, probably not because I'm a terrible parent and um, you should see some of the hangovers Nelly comes back with, honestly. I, I can't <laughs> cope with any more children. Um, <laughs> And 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 the, the team are enough to handle. I mean, you've seen Rara's wheel problem. I mean, she I've got to keep my eye on her, guys. Seriously. <laughs> um, and uh, it, James just just makes puns all the time, you know, because as if I do a thing like that, you know, it, so it's no, a, a cluster of zoo animals would, would, would be too much, I think. Um, it, yeah, too much. But, um, I hope you enjoyed my promotion of the who there. I uh, I personally love Mongolian uh, throat music, and I, I, I suggest that uh, everyone just fills up their Spotify playlist with it right now. Oh, they, they should. I, I saw this band live, and I'm not kidding you. I was vibrating for three days afterwards. Like when 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 I'm trying to get to sleep at night, I I I was I was reverberating with the Who. <laughs> this is a family friendly pod podcast. <laughs> I know, I, 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 I mean it in a family-friendly way, dude. <laughs> I mean, you know, you know when you stand next to an amplifier in a club or at a gig, right? And and the the bass, you can feel it in your chest, man. Well, it's like that, but with this dude singing, right? I'm lying awake, you know, trying to get to sleep at night, and it's like, uh, I, I can't do justice to it. I'm not even going to attempt it, right? But seriously, like, it was with me for, like, three days afterwards. So it, it should be on every good metal builders playlist. I thoroughly Chris, recommend it. Sounds it's like it. right up your alley, right mm -hmm. next to uh, uh, Avantasia. Yes. <laughs> yes. For anyone that wants to hear us go down a crazy metal spiral, uh, they should tune into the episode with Al Kindle. <sighs> yes. Who's also a metalhead. The very he rare American metalhead. I, I showed them to Al Kindle and he doesn't hate them. <laughs> he hates most things, so that's really a good sign. I know, right? It's an achievement. So the the, the next question is that it's actually a three-parter from legendary shuntcaster uh, and co-host Sir Dale of Bruce. Oh, oh, and that guy. <laughs> the first question is: why did you pick such a terrible co-host of the Shuntcast? Because I love His there second is. question, um, and it's very popular, is when Bonklebots. And when finally, how Percy? Percy's great. He's uh, he sat with me now. 
Um, he doesn't talk much, so I'm, and he's quite shy, so I'm afraid he doesn't want to talk to you guys. I'm afraid, but um, but no, he's here and he's good. And uh, when when Bonklebots Dale is um, is either when I next see you, and I hit you in the face with the hammer again. That was an accident, by the way. I'm not a violent person. Um, or you know when when Nelly gets back to Battlebots, which will hopefully be next year. Fingers crossed. Trunks crossed. Uh, in the vein of Bugglebots, we have a question from Cameron Hutton who asks, as our pit reporter on Bugglebots, we don't hear much about what fights you like seeing and dream fights that you'd like to see happen. And Cameron, as a follow-up question, what's your favorite meme of all time? Um, okay, Bugglebots dream fights. Um, I would first like to offer up Daedalus versus X301, which I know could never happen because they are both Cosmin bots. Um, you know how fans like to theorize that if Deep Six and Tombstone fought, that it would rip a hole in the space-time continuum? Well, my theory is that if Daedalus and X301 fought, there would at least be a black hole. So so, so I'd like to see that. Um, I think I'd like to also see Wee Woo versus either Thunderchild or Captain Doom because that would be a wedge fight and then some. Um, I, for an animal bout, I'd, I'd love sharks to track in and good boy, because why not? Um, and were it possible for a producer to compete on the show, I would love a rematch with YU, where my link doesn't fall out. <laughs> <laughs> um, Favourite meme of all time. Um, I'm afraid... I can't answer this question on the premise that this is a family-friendly show. So I will go hunting for this uh, commenter later and uh, tell them once the episode is aired. Um, however, I, 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 I don't want to completely give a non-answer to this. So I want to say that my favourite thing on Shunt Posting, uh, for amusement's sakes, has been the Most Handsome Boy competition. And... Um, the trouble is, um, I can't run this competition this year. Now, this is for two reasons. Um, firstly, neither Al Kindle or Fuzzy are competing this year. And I mean, who am I going to replace hunks like that with? The White Archies? I mean, <laughs> come on. And secondly, and, and most importantly, Farouk is looking Blended. I mean, <laughs> hello. You guys have seen him, right? He he's he's posted a reveal pic of himself in the oh, yeah. arena, and dude is looking legendary. There is just literally no point in me running the most handsome boy competition this year because Farouk has upstaged everyone. So on behalf of Shump posting Farouk. Thank you for ensuring that I don't have to edit all those images this year. <laughs> Chris, I'm very sorry to hear that uh, that you're not eligible to compete this year. This is ridiculous. <laughs> uh, so we have two questions from Nelly the Ellibot weapons operator and Chris's spirit animal, Rara Granger, who asks, can I install the butt fire now? Yes. <laughs> but you oh, must that... be responsible for it. Ha! 
Uh, also, what does Robot Corps Directive 27157 say? Al Kinder will never win a judge's decision. <laughs> this is amazing. Um, as always, we close out every interview with a series of deeply philosophical questions from BattleBot superfan and honorary Sparkanok team member Mary Catherine Carr. So uh, first, she says, please give girls your best advice for entering into the sport of combat robotics. Uh, don't give a crap what anyone else thinks. You do you. And, and, and if any of the boys are annoying you, call me. I'll sort them out. I love it. I love it. Uh, she also asks, now that we know Nellie's disturbing origin story, is it safe to say that Nellie's purpose in life is to bunk the eggs out of the butts of some of the uh, more uptight builders? I'm, I'm definitely up for embarrassing some annoying boomers next year. Uh, <laughs> I'm absolutely game for that, Mary. And, and I hope not to disappoint. I love it. I love it. And have you considered getting your mini human involved with Nelly? Um, no, honestly, at the moment. Um, I mean, each each builder who has kids is, is different. Um, my son is um, he's 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 quite into bots, and we've we've been having some fun in the lower weight classes, but. I personally would not feel safe with him around a heavyweight at the moment. Um, and because, you know, you, you've got to remember that the, these things are great fun, but they are so dangerous as well, yeah. especially at heavyweight level. And it's just, it's the little things that kids just don't think of, you know, like, like sharp edges, for example, my, my son will just like go and grab the robot and completely forget that it's been damaged and that it's got sharp bits on it. Um, and so you see, yeah, at, at the moment, um, being involved with BattleBots is is not on the cards. Um, I just, I don't feel like it would be a, a safe environment for him, um, and that's just literally because he's a kid and uh, he would hurt himself in that kind of environment, despite my best efforts. Um, but you know, we're having fun in the uh, we're having fun in the lower weight classes, and that's a nice place for him to hang out right now. Um, you know, it's uh, it, it, it's much less competitive, and he's also not uh, a particularly competitive kid at the moment. And I kind of like that. You know, if if he was a bit more competitive, obviously I, I'd try and nurture that a little bit. But uh, but he's not. He's he's chill. So I just I let him do his thing, and the environment that isn't so competitive is for that sort of kid uh you know much better so um but at the moment obviously there's just there's no events at the moment so bots just aren't happening we are uh, we've got a couple of hex bugs and we've got a, a makeshift arena that uh that his grandpa made him for christmas a couple of years ago ah so we, we we play hex bugs in that but that's pretty much all we've got at the moment with uh with covid thanks covid <sighs> yeah well uh we are now gonna end on a Fun note, uh, Mary says, and since I think you'll appreciate it the most, it's time to play Bonk, Tag Team, or Incinerate. So uh, first we've got Monsoon, Beta, and Cobalt. So I have a Bonk one, Incinerate one, and Tag Team with one. 
Yep. Um, I mean, well, clearly Nelly would incinerate Cobalt. Tag team would have to go with Sporkinok. And was it Sporkinok? No. Monsoon, Beta, and. And Cobalt. Uh, Cobalt yeah. and Cobalt. Oh, oh Monsoon, Beta. Oh, oh, I thought you said Sporkinok. Rethink. Um, so, so, yeah, obliterate uh, Cobalt. Um, mm, bonk, Beta, tag team, Monsoon. You can uh, tag team Monsoon with Sporkinok. I could. It's a tag team. Sky's <laughs> the limit. <laughs> All right, so next up in Bunk Tag Team Incinerate, we have Duck, Warhawk, and Copperhead. Um, ooh, ooh. I'm 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 gonna incinerate Copperhead to, to pay Robert Cowan back for all the link jokes. Um <laughs> and so I'm gonna tag team with oh oh this is hard well the other two again <laughs> i know i know it's it's a lot to take in uh duck and warhawk duck and warhawk uh i tagged him with warhawk so i don't want to fight that and i i would bonk duck i mean duck has a lot of flat surfaces to bonk so that that would be a good bonk it's a very bonkable bot oh, it's very low though i wonder if that mm. should no, should reach should reach be fine be fine uh, so we've got a series of female-led teams here with Valkyrie, Chomp, and Hijinks. Ooh. Um, I think I'd have to tag team with Chomp because there's no way my drive system can push around a 500-pound robot. Um, so I want that on my side. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, obliterate Valkyrie or hijinks. I know it's, Oof. it's too hard to say. Oof. I'm I'm, I'm gonna eeny meeny miny mo it because because I can't choose. Um eeny meeny miny mo Valkyrie will be obliterated. Sorry, Valkyrie, love you, Leanne. And bonk hijinks. Because because <laughs> cause Jen won't mind. Will you, Jen? <laughs> love you, Jen. <laughs> and finally, we have a, uh, a very special trio here. Gigabyte, Captain Shredderator, and Hella Chopper. Oh. <laughs> well. The Boomer Special. Oh, oh boy. I bet they're fun at parties. Um. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Um... I'm going to obliterate Captain Shredderator purely because if I didn't, it'd set fire to itself anyway. So <laughs> roasted. Um, Gigabyte and what was the other one? Boomer Special. Oh, uh, Gigabyte and Hello Chopper. Hello Chopper. Oh, Hello Chopper's the one that took pot shots at me on Reddit. So I'm not tag te teaming with him. He can have a good bonking. I'll, I'll have to tag team with Gigabyte, but I'll lecture him about his fashion choices. <laughs> I love it, Sarah. Well, after his robot performance, his ex-wife couldn't have been that mean, let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> 
Sarah, you are truly delightful. Thank you so much for coming on the show again. Every single time you join us, it is such a treat. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, we just can't wait to see what the future holds for Nelly and the future holds for you. So thank you again so, so much. You, you, you are welcome and you're too nice to me. <laughs> <laughs> Rusty for not. <laughs> <laughs> After the break, we'll return with this week's installment of Robots Around the World. Welcome back from the break! Time for Robots Around the World! I'm gonna leave this in. Just keep going, Chris. <laughs> Lindsay, you sound better than normal. Oh, thanks, Luke. <laughs> <laughs> Time for robots around the world. This week, we're traveling to the Mojave Desert, where researchers at Charles River Analytics, which, by the way, Charles River is in Boston. I don't know why, what they have to do with the Mojave Desert, but that is neither here nor there, uh, are testing a new tortoise-shaped robot that's designed to protect real tortoises by scaring the living daylights out of predators like coyotes and ravens. The robotic tortoise roams around the desert by itself, looking like a tasty meal. When a coyote or raven picks it up and tries to eat it, the robot will flash lights and sounds and deliver an electric shock to the predator. The idea is to teach coyotes and ravens that real tortoises should be avoided. They're not food. Charles River Analytics says that eventually they'd like to build all sorts of decoy animals, including fake sheep that scare away mountain lions. Wow, I can think of a, a whole lot of uh, applications for, for this particular robot. Uh, I think back to the wild boars that uh, Fuzzy Malden was trying to, you know, took so much pride in, in shooting and killing on his farm. Maybe uh, we just have, um, what's a predator to a, to a big pig? Uh, I think it's a robot builder from Texas. <laughs> yeah, there's there's no other predators to wild hogs except for, you know, uh, humans. All right, so now we just have robotic humans going around delivering electric shocks um, to wild that's pigs. Actually, that's actually not true, Kyle. You're forgetting about uh, space wolves. <laughs> I, I did forget about the space wolves. Fair point. That's all right. We we all forget about the space wolves sometimes. Never forget the space wolves. <laughs> um, this is cool though. I mean, we've covered all sorts of robotic animals in this segment of the show before. Um, but I I happen to really like this one. What do you guys think? It's a good one. I I am eagerly awaiting the uh the time in the very near future when we have all sorts of robotic animals. I can't wait to have a robotic dog. Uh, can't wait to have robotic tortoises. Uh, the idea of half of your flock of sheep being uh, robots that are indistinguishable from the real thing uh, just brings so much delight and joy to me. Uh, and uh, just this idea of, um, you know, like a huge mountain lion perhaps jumping onto the back of a sheep in the future and uh, having that sheep just turn inside out and just uh, become a complete horror box is just, uh, I love it. I love now that. We have to create like a, a, a robot therapist that the mountain lion has to go talk to. We're creating more jobs. It's good. I like it. 
Well, that's about it for us today. We'll be back in your feed next Wednesday with Rusty Builder David Eaton. We'll see you then, folks. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. We love you, Rusty. Face Wolves.